All right, let's start week 10 off with a bang. Let's talk about the injury report. Um, let's get that out of the way first, actually. Um, I'm going to run through them again. These are some of the most notable ones. A couple I left out just because everybody should know about those ones. The Chase Edmonds. Uh, but Baltimore safety Deshaun Elliott went down with a torn bicep this past week. Um, Cleveland corner cornerback. Corner Greedy Williams goes down with a shoulder injury. Jacksonville QB Trevor Lawrence uh, briefly left the game, left the game with a low ankle sprain. Um, so that's the less severe one. So he was able to finish that game out. Uh, uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. um, Dallas running back Ezekiel Elliott uh, briefly also left the game on Sunday with a knee contusion. Buffalo safety Jaquan Johnson uh, left the game with a hamstring. Buffalo running back Zach Moss left the game with a concussion. Mm-hmm. New England running back Damian Harris leaves the game with a head injury, and so does Johnny Smith for New England. Uh, Denver cornerback Patrick Sertain looks like he may have sprained his knee. Um, Minnesota corner uh, Brashad Breland goes down with a groin, groin injury. Um, Giants running back Devontae Booker uh, leaves the game with a hip. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders leaves uh, linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski uh, leaves the game with an ankle injury. Green Bay corner Eric Stokes, rookie, uh, leaves the game with a knee injury. And Green Bay defensive lineman Kenny Clark leaves the game with a back injury. Um, San Francisco offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey leaves the game with a knee. Arizona, again, Chase Edmonds leaves the game with an ankle injury. And Darius Slay, uh, Philadelphia corner, leaves the game with a hamstring injury. So some notable guys goes go down last week. Hopefully a few of those guys will definitely be ready to go for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, one I'm most concerned about with that one is Patrick Sertain mm. for Denver. Honestly, uh, that knee sprain, it looked nasty. I don't know if that's going to be more severe, if there's any other structural damage that might uh, he be He might be involved. out for a few weeks. I, c- I wouldn't be surprised if they put him on IR. For a few weeks, and just to get them back healthy, and even to see if they got it, they're making a push for the playoffs. So that's but. true. Also, um, Brashad Breland as well, groin injury. That uh, Minnesota really just can't afford to lose guys like that. He didn't even look good in the first quarter. I don't know if he was even 78, 60% going into the He didn't look good at all. And then finally, he just, yeah, he limped right off of there. And I'm I was I was I was I wasn't shocked. I'm like he didn't look good when he was standing there in the first place. So he was obviously playing hurt. Yeah. Like literally hurt. Like shouldn't even really be out there. But I was which left me baffled, which is obvious I mean, Minnesota must be very light <laughs> in the secondary because they kept trying to bring him back out there until you just couldn't go out there anymore. So. Yeah. So anyway, I got to witness that one. So I was just that was one I particularly was looking at, you know, specifically. So and of course my poor Bears, you know, supposed to get this guy. You could have, cause he could have saved him. Could have saved him. Could have yeah, been in Pittsburgh. Winning, or, oh my God! Could have been in Pittsburgh winning the game. True. <laughs> um, let's talk some Week Ten headlines. Let's start with OBJ. Is supposed to be on the moves, on the move right now, but still unsigned. Um, as of three twenty, I guess it was supposed to be three twenty. Uh, Central time, not Eastern, because he it finally says that he is cleared through waivers. So he is now an unrestricted free agent, can go wherever. But we still don't have Odell Beckham on a new new team. So that is that is a storyline. I, I think 
after an hour and hour and a half, I mean, he's got to have his short list of teams that he wants to discuss with. And his agent should have been in contact with him before this had even passed and to talk, talk contract negotiations. What is going on? Man, your guess is as good as mine. Did you hear the report that he actually um was um considering Seattle? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think he just wants to go with a quarterback that he knows is a like. There's no question about the quarterback. We're, we're no matter how you feel about Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. no matter how you feel about Eli Manning, there was always questions about those guys. I think he wants to go with a bona fide. This guy is a. There is no question that this quarterback can be successful mm-hmm. and that this quarterback can can produce offense and, and can run an offense. I wouldn't I, I don't have an issue with even the report. It was confusing when they say, well, Odell Beckham is looking for a contender. By that the way, is the question. Yeah. Then they go into the Seattle thing. I'm like, OK, because I don't think the contender is really the thing. I think he's looking to be the star. Got it. So I think that I think that's the difference. Um, okay. I'm not saying that you won't make that that Odell, Odell Beckham won't make Seattle a contender. It's just they that's not the weapon that they need. They need offensive line help. They need running back help. They need defensive help. Another I mean, another they need everything but a receiver. Yeah, another wide receiver. I don't think is going to solve your it issues. It can help. Don't get me wrong, but. Man, y'all got a lot of a wide receiver like Odell can mask a lot of things, but I don't think it masks the the offensive line issues that Seattle has. So it's not it's not the place that I want to see him go. Obviously, I'm biased. I want him in Chicago, but I don't. That's not. That's I'm never saying I don't even know. This is again like, what is will that even be a good fit for him? I understand they were like, man, him with Russell Russell Wilson. That's great. Yeah, you still have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and I'm like, okay, is he eating into DK Metcalf shares? Because I'm like, if he's doing yeah, that, don't like that. What is the success of the team in the first place? You don't. I don't think he would be eating into DK Metcalf shares. I think he would be taken away from Tyler Lockett in that and case. After that money that they paid this guy, I yeah. don't. It just. I don't agree. I don't agree. Right, with right. It. <laughs> I was. That's what I was saying. I was confused. Like, okay, I understand you want to pick him up, great. But when he's talking about, I'm looking for a contender or. And even if he didn't say that, is that not what you're looking for anyway? Yeah. But you know? the other guys that have been mentioned in like a Buffalo, uh, a a a Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, a Tampa Bay, even for that matter, like there there's definitely contenders that he can go to. But most contenders already have a solid receiving core, so I would suspect that maybe he's not looking for a contender for this season. Maybe he's looking for that young up and coming team that he can go to that is in that in that position where they're they're literally just a couple of pieces away where as they've got the offensive line in, intact already or they have the uh, the ability to get the offensive line intact this this upcoming offseason they've got most of their defensive weapons already they they've got their quarterback in place obviously is that's going to be the number one thing uh, they already got a running game uh, in place as well, so I think there's, I think that might be the best option and the best route for him to go, um, oh as long sh- as that, as long as that team has a quarterback that is without question a good quarterback. I only, I only see two teams that hit that criteria right now. What's up? Yeah, and they're both in the AFC. The first one is being Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God, yes. Which makes no sense to me right now. I don't want to see that ever. But <clears throat> I'm just gonna take a crack at. It. I think your other one is the Colts. Absolutely, and I, 
the way you were saying, I'm like, my God, that's cool. <laughs> the only thing that is in question was, is he will he be okay with Carson Wentz? Yeah, that, that's it. But I'm like, but when you look at Carson Wentz this season, he has been so efficient. He's been very effective. He's had one. He's only had literally one bad game this year. But I'm saying, but you know, if, if we're going off the caveat of. There's no questions yeah. about the, you know. I mean, yeah, there's questions, but there are no questions. I, I get yeah. that. And that's what I'm saying. I think that should be good enough. He will fit perfectly there. There, um, I, I like, I, honestly, I like Baltimore more because they're also a contender this year. That's what I was getting. It has the whole package yeah. right now. And there's that. I think India's, I, I would, <laughs> it's tough because I, 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 I like him in Indy, but I also like, the fact that he could be a contender in Baltimore right now. Um, I know another place that would make sense. Rams. I don't think it would happen. I, I mean, anybody can go to the Rams. <laughs> no, no. See, like, Chargers? taking the Tampa out, taking the, you know, the all, it don't matter who. Yeah. That makes the team, you know, that that's an improvement for whoever, the person going and the team itself. Tennessee. Green Bay. I don't like it whatsoever, no, not but at all. But <laughs> Green <laughs> but Bay, Tennessee, um, I love him in Chicago, but especially now that Allen Robinson's going down. Yeah, but I don't with know the hamstring if, injury. Is he though? I don't. I don't know if he's out. They never. They 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 didn't report anything. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Somebody. Oh yeah, you did. You told me about like, it. Yeah. I didn't get the chance to play him though. No. Yeah. He his on that long play. Uh. In the fourth quarter, in the on the touchdown he drive, did he did down. get. Yeah. yeah, he kind of limped off. They were they were stretching it out, but I don't think he ever came back in. So, hmm. okay, but there's definitely a, a, a slew of places he can go and play. I mean, but it, I don't know. Um, we we shall see. I mean, it's only been an hour, so I'm curious. Is so now that he's. Clear, he's clear waiver. Is he on waivers or clear waivers? He has now officially cleared waivers. He is now technically an unrestricted free agent. Okay, he so, can go anywhere that he wants to. He can sign any contract that he wants. I think, for the most part, right now, a lot of teams would just be giving him a one-year deal just to so finish this, out the season. So for just so for the listeners, seven point three million is voided now since he finally got he he's getting paid seven point three million by Cleveland regardless now. Oh, okay. So once they he clears away, to... that, that money was guaranteed already. Okay, so it was just about who was going to pay it. Yes. Got it. That's okay. what the waivers is all about. If he gets claimed off of waivers, that that penalty everything. goes with, that, 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 that guaranteed money goes with him. Right. If he clears waivers, that guaranteed money is immediately paid out by Cleveland, or I think they might still do the game checks. Um, but that that money is paid to him still. And then, boom, you move on to – and now he can double dip, basically, with the contract that he's going to sign and the money that he's getting from Cleveland. Did you see Cleveland. who was number one on the waivers? Detroit Lions. They could use him, but it's not going to solve their issues. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, this, this was more speaking to the – well, they went and got Penny Sewell and didn't go and get the receiver. Well, yeah, but they... then they moved Penny Sewell over to right tackle, and this is what you were saying. They're going to ruin that man's career. So and I was gonna say, OBJ was not gonna be good for them anyway. You think he was toxic wherever he was, and any which he was hell in Detroit. That's exactly. I'm like, we ain't seen toxic yet. That would have been a toxic situation because I'd have been like, free OBJ. Why would you? Why did y'all sign me? You know, I'm you know because the minute it goes south and it's gonna go south in the first series (laughs) of every game. (laughs) Yeah, 
I was like, wow. But, but I guess I was saying that to myself, like, damn. I never thought I'd see the day when even Detroit passes up on somebody. I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't think he, he they Detroit passed up on him. I think they saw him on waivers. It was like, hey, uh, whoever Odell Beckham's agent is, and literally they give him a call. He picks up the phone. And is like, no, and just straight up hangs up the phone. Don't waste your time. <laughs> You're just gonna be paying me seven point three million to sit. Probably won't even dress. You know, it's just like, oh god. Anyway, move. I said, oh yeah. Dude. Need to hear no there. It's I just thought it was interesting that yeah that he actually cleared. I was I was I was thought there was gonna be some desperate team that was gonna just like well, Chicago was ten in the waivers and when he if like the claim process goes they don't through, have any more cap room though. I mean I know that for certain they don't have seven million dollars just sitting around. I mean I'm I mean we can, they can cut tr- some of the fat on this team. I was about to say <laughs> we can cut a couple. We can cut five people and won't even buy the eyelash. I'm like, dude, I didn't even know you was on the team. Anyway. Yeah, you did not contribute. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, all you can. Get- <laughs> Number one to get up out of here, buddy. You you gotta go. <laughs> oh wow, that was not scripted, everybody. We both no, just- <laughs> not at all. Because I mean, you seen what I seen. I mean, even the special teams. It's just this dude has no freaking value to the team whatsoever. Honestly, you know what they could also could cut. I'm not gonna get into it too much, but Kendall Vildor, you can go, bud. Yeah, you can yeah. walk. I talked to you about it last uh, night. Yeah, I already told my thoughts on that. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. No, anyway. but OBJ should be. There's he gotta find a spot soon. I I will be shocked if by four o'clock. What should we? Because can they sign him after four o'clock? Or does it matter? I think they can sign him whenever. Whenever now? Okay, so then I I would be shocked by the end of the day. He doesn't have a new team. I'm just going to go out there and just put my hat in the bag. I mean, Kansas City, please. Just My only issue I understand. with Kansas City they're not, is they they're don't not gonna need them. The, they're not going to fix the defense. So I'm just just, not gonna just, just, f- just keep fine-tuning that offense as much as you can. F- fix something. You know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. And I'm, I'm sorry. Josh Gordon is just not... You know what I think it is? Though, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the receiving core. I don't think it's the passing game that's the issue with Kansas City's offense. I think, surprisingly... It's the offensive line. It has not jailed. And I understand they're in their first year. And usually it's going to take defense, a lot of time. But And with the defense playing the way they're playing, it's almost in the reverse. They having to keep that offense on the field for mm-hmm. a very long time. And that's just – and this pass blocking stuff, man, I'm like, man, the off- I don't care what offensive line you are. And when I when, we, when I used to watch the Dallas Cowboys back in the 90s with that Pro Bowl offensive line, Hall of Fame offensive line, um, yeah, they aired it out, but they did not air it out like you think it is. They had, I mean, they gave you a steady dose of running, you know, and hell, Emmitt Smith has made a career based on that. And that yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But my point being is they ran the ball quite a bit. And Kansas City has made an effort in the last two weeks to run more, but which makes no sense. And I, I, wanted, I never get into Kansas City takes when we talk about Kansas City because I was like, I don't even know where to start. Because I'm having yeah. some issues with them right now. But they want to commit to the run completely with Daryl Williams. CEH comes back. They want to go super heavy pass and dink and dunk him here and there. And I'm just like, that don't work. I think and what they need problem. to do, they need to get the offensive line going early by getting the run game going early. Because then they're going out hitting the, those defensive linemen in the face instead of waiting to get absolutely decimated True. by those guys screaming down and just smashing into them. And that's... And this is to Andy Reid. All of your home run plays are all pass plays. You have no home run run play. Just he just doesn't. I mean, in this, which is fine. You don't need it. You need you. What you need is I. You need to be average. Need 
No, I don't think you do. I, what I think you need to do is make sure that you have a run game that you can get uh, between Daryl Williams and, and CEH. You can get them to 100 yards per game, averaging four yards a carry. So that's saying 25, 25 run plays a game between the two of them, split it up evenly, 13-12. Go ahead and just run the ball, but they have to, you have to make a run scheme that gets them four yards of play to keep them on schedule, and then, boom, you can run, you can do whatever pass play concept you want to out of that, and you have the receivers to do it because you can, you, you can, you have the vertical threat in, in, um, well, Travis Kelsey, you, you have the deep bomb threat in both, uh, Hill and Pringle, Hill, Hill and Pringle, uh, you, you've got the, to me, a can, I, I like Pringle as a slot consistent mid-range guy. I, I like I like him in that position. But you also have Josh Gordon. Get him freaking involved. Where is Josh Gordon's package at? I yeah, I don't know why he's not um playing a why. I don't I don't understand that. Um and like every every time I look at the stand standings, I mean I watch the games, but I never notice when he's actually out there. You wanna know why I think he's not playing the why? That? I think they're making Travis Kelsey the why. And now you see, and he has regressed in his stats as well. I don't know what the scheme, I think they've just been trying, maybe the defenses have been playing Kansas City differently to try to make a concerted effort to stop Kelsey finally at three <laughs> seasons, but, and that's fine. That's why I like OJ, uh, Odell Beckham coming over there. I just like, just get us more weapons because until we get a, you know, uh, Robinson to step up or Miko Hardman, uh, I they just forgot not, about Hardman. Jesus, they Christ. just not those. They they have that ability, but just play in, play out. They not those type. They they're more gadget type. They're players. not. I don't think Hardman and Robinson can play within an offense. But this is my concern with OBJ too, where they can sit back and l- allow other guys to get going and then wait for their plays to come to them. I, I don't think that they have that mentality because that takes a completely different mentality. I'm going to need some Antonio Brownness to show up in Ovid, Kansas City, because yeah. that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah. yeah. They, they, that, that's why I say Allen Robinson is the perfect guy for them because he's not a guy that's like, oh, I need 10 touches a game and then I need to get going early. He's not like that. Allen Robinson is like, hey, you throw me the ball when, whenever you're good and ready. I, w- I will be ready whenever you're ready to throw me the I ball. I have no problem with that. Only issue I have is I can't see that until next year, possibly. True, true, so true. I just, That does nothing for me yeah. this year. So, But I'm saying, cause I, but I think it's going to cause more issues bringing in OBJ where he's another guy who needs to get his touches when you already have two guys that are are guys that are they're not to, they're not to his level for sure but they they're already guys that know this offense and that don't have the ability to just sit back and allow the game to come to them. I don't know. I mean, he gets about four or five catches in the game and consistent. I mean, a la Tampa Bay model, you know, and he gets going. He may he may come off of that, but my point is he's gotten burned for what three, four seasons now in in, in Cleveland. Yeah, mm-hmm. he probably needs to just go somewhere and just be the number one guy all by himself. But he said he want to go to a contender, so I'm trying to figure out, dude. I I, may, I maybe I'm giving too much weight to that statement, uh-huh. but apart from that, that leaves me baffled as to where do you go then? Because I just don't see. Not, um, <laughs> I just don't see where he will go. Yeah. You know, at this point where he's just that guy. I still have my fingers crossed. Uh, I get some some solace. I mean, if 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 he comes over to Chicago, I'll I'll be hey, 
everything that happened yesterday out the window. I'm going to throw out one more team just for the hell of it as a, for a home run pick. Arizona. My again, my only issue is that he he's not like the rest of those guys. He's he is a superstar. The rest of them are guys that are going to be allow the game to come to them. Yeah, but I I don't know when you have a DeAndre Hopkins already sitting there. You know, it's like, do you really come over here and try to disrupt? I I, I understand. I, I, I that, but I think that's why he's choosing his destination. Yeah. So I you know I, again, but so I don't I don't even know. We we're just speculating. It's the first couple of hours. We yeah. don't know. He can go anywhere. Hell, he might end up. I mean, by the by the time we're done recording, we probably might have his look, his new and, destination. And and, and and look, let me be very clear. Based on the criteria that all this is going out there, apart from competitiveness, yeah. You know, man, look, dude, I I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna buy the eyelash if I if I if I we get done recording and all of a sudden you in Jacksonville, okay? Because. That I will be absolutely That's, shocked by. Why didn't you just let them claim you off for waivers? It's all you. <laughs> Because Jacksonville didn't want to pay the bill. True. So, uh, <laughs> I'm no. just making a point. Like, you want to be the guy? There you go. Go to I New mean, York. Go to Jets. They're trying to make more of the guy. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, they're trying to make more of the guy, but hey, you you have... Because that's the difference. That's between... That's really the difference. Want to send him there? I, I don't know. He's going to go there. I'm just saying if that's the case, if you just want to... If, if you just... No different. I'm, saying, I'm looking at them like Detroit, like... Uh, we'll pass. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work for y'all. Just, <laughs> you know, the Jets got to be like, I but, hear you, but it's like they seriously we sit there trying to consider. Especially if he wants to be in a back in that New York market where he 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 was thriving in it, with, with the Giants. Play he wants to go to Buffalo. That's what that's what he true. meant to say. That's true. I I mean I I would have no problem with him over in Buffalo. Won't be the I mean, but then again, the number one guy now. But the know? but the difference is is that. I think with Stefan Diggs's temperament, those two guys might be able to play that together well. That could very well be. Because Stefan Diggs obviously has that like dog mentality to him as opposed to these other teams where it's it's not that they don't have like a go-get-it attitude. It's just they're able to take that step back and not have so much ego. And gotcha. so gotcha. that's that's where I'm at with it, but... Well, that, I'm excited to see where he's going. He, yeah, yeah. There's half the league. He can go, he can end up anywhere. <laughs> that's what makes. I'm just like I'm intrigued. Like, oh my god, who's gonna sign this guy? So, uh, well, I, I will keep keep an eye on that because I am very curious to see where he goes. Yeah, I my phone's out. I'm ready for the notification to flash across my screen. So, <laughs> um, let's talk about the Raiders for a second here. Um, they've had a tough tough month. If we want to go back to, I don't even know how many weeks ago it was now, John Gruden uh, gets fired for his racist and misogynistic emails from a few years ago um, and have they, how those have surfaced. I'm Before we dive into the Vegas side of things, I do have an issue with the NFL not releasing all of this information and hiding it, especially also what is pertaining to the Washington investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL nothing. No, BS. according to them, Bull- they found that's what they found. Excuse my French bullshit. Oh, yeah, you don't have to tell me. Dan Snyder, he doesn't have emails out. Th- I'm not getting into it after all <laughs> of that controversy over there. You found nothing, nothing. absolutely not. And then, also, Congress is coming after the NFL for that because, um, they did subpoena the NFL to come 
have a deposition at in Washington, D.C., and they they declined. The NFL declined it, but now there is a kind of a pissing match going on between Congress and the NFL. Like, well, now they declined. Now what? Are we going to actually go after them for not respecting the deposition or hey, some sort hey, of hey. discourse here? Everyone needs time to, to erase the files. Yeah, true. They need time. <laughs> so. It just it just pisses me off that they're going to try to sweep this under the rug. Like, oh no, we solved everything. Like, no, you didn't. There's racist <sighs> and misogynistic and homophobic people all across through the NFL, and, and it needs to get absolutely. The this is, is the covering a lot of things. As you keep going. Yeah, they just they need to just completely drain the NFL. Uh, in re re restart because the, there is way too many people that have these old adages and it is way too traditional to continue to allow these people to be in power and to in influence a whole generation of young talent. So, yeah, I don't want to get too far into that, but that's just I, I have an issue with the NFL. What they said that they found nothing and that they're not going to have a full report uh, to the public about what they found in their investigation. Um, but back to... They have nothing to hide. Yeah, back to Vegas. Um, John Gruden gets fired for his racist and misogynistic emails, but Vegas doesn't seem to be phased from that. They just continued to roll on. They got a couple of wins after that. And then tragically, last week, we have Henry Ruggs in the car accident for drunk sure. driving, and that resulted in the death of a young lady and her, and her dog. Uh, that was just that. That was hard to even. He was going 156 miles per hour. He was going, and he was only able to slow down to 127 in the two seconds that it, in between the time that he realized that he was going to hit this lady. And blood alcohol level of 161. Come on, that's twice the legal limit. Plus that that's after a time span of. Uh, a few hours between him actually getting picked up from the ac the scene of the accident and actually getting his blood drawn at the hospital. Mm -hmm. So God knows what he was at two five maybe. I don't know. It's, it's a tragic story because uh, life lost, um, now career lost. It's it, it's just uh, don't drink and drive, guys. This is and, and you know, as I was telling, you, I was playfully telling you at the time. I hope this really is not going to be some kind of um, correlation between that type of behavior or um, situations happening in them in the city in, of Vegas, in the city of Vegas. Like well, I just, it doesn't help with what happened late earlier this weekend. Damon Arnett cornerback for Vegas mm -hmm. now gets arrested or no, he got cut for having a video uh, this weekend surface that showed him with a gun in making death threats to God knows who, but still, c come on. A especially after what happened with Henry Ruggs just the week before, how do you allow something like that to to surface? How do you record a video like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, we can we can go all the way back to New England and, and go into the whole Aaron Hernandez situation. How did that oh, happen? God. You know, it's... It but happens, that, though. but at least that was the off season. He was away from the the team facilities. There was there was it's hard to kind of keep track of guys and and, and get at especially. But the commonality, right? But the commonality is who are these players surrounding themselves with? Exactly. You know, and the activities that they get now, like for rugs. What the hell? What time? What what time was this? At, you know what I'm saying? It's like three a.m. 
Exactly. Like, don't you have practice in the next morning? And, you know, it's just one of those, like, what the hell? You know, it's almost like, why are you even here in the first place to even have this situation happen? Let alone, you could be drinking, you could be in a club somewhere, you could be at home. So why are you out in the, your own car by yourself? Well, the thing is, you're at, because the story is, you're at Top Golf. You got absolutely smattered. At Top Golf, and you're and having fun. Story? I didn't even. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's yeah. coming back from Top Golf. His his girlfriend was in the car, um, and with everything that was happening, he the, my, the thing that pisses me off the most about it is that the NFL has a service that basically you dial, you push a button, and you've got a driver showing up in less than ten minutes. Well, this is you know, and this is not this is not a knock to the NFLPA, but this it is a knock to just. Athletes in general, man, that they, they there is a group of them. They just stray. You know, they they do they. I do believe like the NBA, the NFL, MLB. They do they do justice for rookies to um in the symposiums and these these, mm-hmm. these workshops to really get them orientated to what life. You have a ton of about. money. You have a ton of freedom and a ton of. You got to be responsible with and it. a ton of resources that's that's afforded to you on top of all of that, and yet you, these, these stupid things stupid stuff like this. And you know, thank goodness it's 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 an outlier in comparison to the rest of the league. Yeah, it, it's just it's alarming at the rate that we're still seeing it. Like, what the hell? You know, like you. I mean, I guess maybe maybe ten million dollars just keep you up all night, just to have it. <laughs> you know, you're just so antsy, you don't know what to do. I can't sleep. Obviously, you know, it just it, tragic story in 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 Vegas all the way around. Man. This has got to, and this is where I mean, when when if you want to relate it back to football. How Davis is turning his grave at this point. That's what I know. It's just fair. A couple um, times. But we, when you look back at football, this is what I think is going to be the issue for Vegas moving forward is just the distractions off field, I think, are going to taint the the good play that they've had all season long. And you in a, in a division that you're in, you cannot have off-field distractions like this you have to be locked in for the remainder of the season. And and especially now that the trade deadline has passed, you have no, your only real way is to, to improve your team. If things like this happen is to go and sign guys off to other teams, practice squads. Right. And that's not going to help you this year at all. At this rate. I mean, you really, we at that, at best, you're looking at a diamond in the rough and like, you can't game plan around that. You know, it's just, I don't know. They might be a sitting duck right now. Um, and I guess this is what you were transitioning from the Denver Vegas thing. I'm yeah, guessing. that's what I was going to I would have gave you the Kansas City <laughs> argument. I was, I was, I was, I was, my stance is changing. I'm yeah. just, I don't like what I've seen in the last two. I'm not impressed. I, I'm not fan, either, I'm but there's the, it is ugly football, but they are they have won the last that's two games. the only thing I can say. They did get the – that's nothing else to be said. Back to Vegas. I was just making a caveat. Yeah. Division. No, but this is what I was saying. Like you were saying, this is what is going to allow the door for another team to to take that spot in the playoffs. And it's sad because, out. I mean, outside of football, obviously, loss of life, just loss of two careers here now because I don't see anybody going after Damon Arnett. I know. I mean, it... it... This guy gets called in for a practice and an audition, you know, just really on the, unless he really wows them, yeah. he's never going to get signed anyway. It's just, 
I don't think you're going to be hearing this guy's name much. Yeah, these stories are just like, oh my God. And in today's world, and we in this new woke culture and cancel culture, probably done. I saw, you know, I don't, it's just a sad story. I don't, I don't want to sit here and ridicule these people for no. why they did what they did. And, I don't I, know what and, I, and at the end of the day, I, speaking of that, for the people just absolutely admonishing Henry Ruggs, stop. The dude is going through enough right now. Like, yes, he, every, everybody makes mistakes. He is 23 years at the most years old. And not saying that that excuses his behavior. No. Yeah, but, but it's not he saying also, that he was malicious. Yeah, out and there. he also, he knows he took the life of somebody. He has to live with that every single day. He is the one who is going to be in jail. He is the one who is going to have to make make do with himself, make do with that family, and, and, and make everything right in that regard. Right. And that... That's he's in enough hot water. He's got enough going on. He doesn't need the public shaming as well to 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 go through. He's shaming himself enough. I I if it was me, I don't know if I like how you could live with yourself doing that. I don't know. I I don't even want to begin to speculate. I just again, it's a tragic story in the NFL. I mean, I'm glad we're talking about it, but um, yeah, Vegas is going through. Yeah, that is without a doubt. Um, if we want to publicly ridicule somebody, let's publicly ridicule the NFL refs. Um, I have a solution to fix this ref problem in the NFL. Now, this is all in light of Monday Night Football. Yep. Um, so, I mean, if you've listened to our last show, you already know how I feel. Um, but How do you feel? Stop it. Uh, <laughs> We, but I think there's a very clear way of how we fix this situation. And I'm going to, if you'll let me get on my soapbox for just three, four minutes here, less than that, probably I can run through this. So I think the solution to fixing the refs in the NFL, where they're making bad calls, they're missing egregious no calls, mm-hmm. um, and they're not correcting the calls in real time. And also with the people that say that they don't like the review game and they don't like how they feel like the review is going to extend uh, the the uh, the game. Mm-hmm. I have the perfect solution for all of this. Okay. Step one. We're cleaning house this offseason. Nobody that is an NFL referee is is guaranteed an NFL refereeing job next year. Mm. OK, now. You take those contracts or however you sign these NFL refs that are part-time, you make these full-time refs now. And with that, does it does come with a pay bump. Make it, make it an incentive to be an NFL ref. I mean, it's, it's $200,000 to, to be an NFL ref a year, and they can go on to these uh, TV stations and make a million dollars in one season just for being on TV. So... What happened to the refs in the first place? Am I, I'm spacing. Like, why don't they have full-time refs now? I don't know why. I, there's no, there is no legitimate reason as to why the NFL does not employ full-time refs. So, so by design, the NFL, <laughs> the, 
to be a NFL. If if you were just going to on online and googled it and, and went on the NFL website careers website <laughs> careers <laughs> page, <laughs> but let's say NFL referees, it will definitely fall into part time work. Is that what I'm saying? As you're not full time. Yeah, because you're only working three hours a week. It has to be something else that goes on. Like they just. <laughs> I mean, do they like pull up right alongside with the fans and just walk in? Like, and yeah, they drive their own cars to work. They do have their own parking section, oh my God. but they show up to How work in their in their four door nineteen ninety goddamn Toyota Corolla. To Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The green one too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So that's the first problem oh, that these refs are part time. <laughs> but so that's that is step one. You 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 the you clean house. The the contracts that you currently have for the refs are done, and now there is no more part time refs. Treat them like real employees, maybe. You know? Yeah, and you make them full time employees of the NFL. Do they get benefits? I, I, I don't I'm know. I, I, have, I have no I'll idea. Be a silly man. I've like, probably not. I'm honestly, just like, sure, I'm get any benefits. We have no no guarantees. You know, you're, um, on, you're on call. You know, like yeah, no no injury guarantees. <laughs> if you're running down the field trying to chase Tyreek Hill and you 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 pull a hammy. If I call you at 10:30 on Saturday and I need you to be, <laughs> you you live in you live in Maine and I need you to over here in California. I'm just just saying you gotta take it. You're gonna have to take a red eye. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I that's no, but. I, uh, I'm done. I, I, I'm done for playing with that. I never knew that. That's that's freaking fascinating. Like, no, they're not. They're not full time employees of the this NFL. In the hands of part time scab, scab, scab refs. You know, <laughs> like, throughout the entire time that the NFL refs, like, what was that? 2011, 2012, when the, when we were having literally part like off that. the street refs. And they're show. literally the same thing as the refs that we already have employed. They're just the they're literally just the next wave of those guys. I'm gonna say it's not much different. <laughs> Last night, I mean, I'm saying, and if look, y'all need to really analytically go back and watch the Bears Bears Steelers game from Monday night that was yesterday. I'm serious. If anybody dissected, just look at it from a strict strict football watch X's the 17. Standpoint. Start with the 17 flags that were thrown. Watch those plays to start. And then go back and scan through the second half of that game. And you will see the egregious no calls. But that 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 that's neither here nor there. Let me be clear. I'm not saying that there should be no penalties, but you're gonna you're gonna walk away understanding something was not right about this game. That's all I want to say. Back to the refs. Um so yes, full time refs is going to have to be a thing. And I think that the way that you also, because the reason why I think full time refs is a big thing is because during the off season, the way that you, like I said, no no referee that currently has a job is guaranteed to have a job coming into next year. The reason for that is I think every ref that needs to be that gets hired needs to go through a test in the off season, mm-hmm. and they also need to go through a rigorous training program throughout the off season to guarantee that calls are being that the games are being officiated uh real in real time as, to the best of anybody's ability. You need to continuously all year round be training the refs in whether it's throughout from week to week, whether it's throughout the off season, whether it's during the preseason, doesn't matter. These refs need to be trained on situational football where a call should be made, a call should not be made. 
And in also part-time refs, I don't think should ever have the ability to make a subjective call in, 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 in games that are this important. And I would just add to your list. I don't think whether it's a part-time or a full-time ref, I don't think any ref should be throwing any flags, making any calls when they are not even looking at the play. True. Don't leave it at that. All right. So that's that. That is that is step one. And to hire the refs, like I said, you, you have to go through a testing program and pass that test to a to a reasonable degree to be able to be considered to be an NFL ref. So from the pool that make it to that stage. Now, the way that you fix a lot of this is to have a full-time, and you can have 16, NF, 16 new employees to the NFL by just anonymously having, you need to have an anonymous on-site sky judge okay. at every single game. So 16 of these guys, their schedule is to go around to every single one of the stadiums throughout the season. And there's they need to be anonymous so that there's no ego involved mm-hmm. and on site so in real time they can make a call and quickly get that back down to the ju- to to the referees that are on the field to help them make the decision and to and the my thing is is that the sky job is not not there to make them put down a flag or throw a flag onto the field it is there for when they do throw a flag and they're wrong about it and it's a play that they just missed. Mm-hmm then they can correct that for the no calls. We'll get to that in a second on how we, how we miss, how we fix the no calls. Okay. One way of doing that is to fix the goddamn rule book. Mm. Taunting has to go. That is the dumbest rule. I understand having an excessive celebration call taunting 15 yard penalties and an automatic first down. Miss me with that. That is the dumbest rule in the NFL. This isn't college football. This isn't high school football. You fucked up. I am going to make fun of you. Be a man about it. Hold if you want to, if you want, if you want to not get your feelings hurt about it, stop me then. I, I thought this was problematic when they instituted it some years ago. From the aspect, this is freaking football, man. What are you talking? The nature of the game is to taunt and, and to and to, to show and, up your opponent and to administer as much punishment. <laughs> Physically, mentally, psychologically, however, spiritually, however you want to look <laughs> at it, emotionally, all of that. I mean, you know, and until somebody gets injured, and then all of it, the hip, the hypocrisy. Neither <laughs> here, I digress from that. But yeah, I'm like, he taunted me. How? You know, because you're a grown man, grow the fuck up. I, I'm tired of if you're really if if because he, he tackled me and then he stood there and he stared at me. The as thing he got is, up. is that you don't hear a single NFL player come out and say and have any issue with and when when there is an egregious taunting call where I got stood over or I stand up and I push you back because you you are taunting me. It's like okay, we're men. Yeah, you're gonna stand up for yourself. Yeah, I'm going to taunt you. I'm gonna make fun of you when I when I when I make a play on you. When I when I when I moss the hell out of you, I'm gonna spin that ball at your damn feet because this DB can't stop me. You know, because and they you know all you know because it started in the cav and I remember this and I remember it started in this caveat of unsportsmanlike conduct. You mm-hmm. know now and then it finally wins like well we're just gonna put a taunting call in there. A taunting is a subsection we- of unsportsmanlike conduct. Which is also should be a branch on competitiveness. 
And you know, and it's mm-hmm. part of trash talking. Is trash talking considered taunting? Not necessarily. It's you know what I'm saying? It's it's very slippery slope. And again, we it's start too we, subjective. I was gonna say we're dealing in a world of subjectivity, which is ridiculous. And it's this okay. Not this is not no knock or anything, but come on, man. Seventy something year old white ref and you know, and I'm a twenty three year old African American, you know, male out here doing my thing. We ain't we can't relate. We not even seeing the the same play, let alone the world. You barely know what the hell I'm saying. Right. <laughs> it just all I know, it makes you uncomfortable. And you know, and then that's what it comes out. This, you know, this there's no place for this in the game. There, you are showing people up, and this, you know, and the only people that are saying this are not the players on the damn field, or coaches, or you know, well, no. no, Mike Tomlin came out and said we're trying to clean up the game. No, you're just saving face because you knew you escaped with that win last oh, night. He, he doesn't count on that. <laughs> he was the beneficiary of what just happened, went down. So, so that's one thing. Taunting has to go. Yes, roughing the passer needs to be completely reworked. It needs to be something that is so clear that, yes, I understand you can't land and put your body weight down on the on, on the quarterbacks because we want the quarterbacks to play as many games as possible because they are the cash cow of the NFL. Totally respectable. I understand that. But when we have a Justin Fields getting hit multiple times in the game, well after the play, well after he's given himself up, well after he's already stood on the white for at least three steps and he's, and he's still getting touched, still getting hit, and we're not throwing flags for that, not whereas a, a routine sack tackle on Ben Roethlisberger is getting called for roughing the passer because routine. he hit his head on the helmet of his own offensive lineman that got drove back because he, he could not stop the damn pass rush. Oh, then the other one was called on um, his own player got pushed into him, mm-hmm. and they called a rough in the pass. No Bears defender ever touched him. But go ahead. I just thought those two have to go hand in hand <laughs> together. I, that was the other one I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And 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 the, when you have plays like that that are so egregious on one side, uh, where you know what this where, is you, where where Justin Fields could have seriously gotten injured on two separate plays on the same drive last night. Yeah. And then you have two that were Ben Roethlisberger was barely physically shake shaken in that uh, on those two plays yeah and he's getting those calls but justin fields isn't come on this is this is a this is this is, this is a stinging reminder of going through catch no catch nonsense mm-hmm. that that same phase of just we're just making up rules as we go you know speaking of which we have to fix the catch rule no i'm kidding they, they have no, we still do no i mean it's better than what it was back True. with des bryant but continuously needs to be worked on Always um, can you be improved here. <laughs> another one that I think needs to get another another rule example of a rule that needs to get addressed is the lowering the helmet rule. Because my issue with the lowering the helmet rule is I understand it from the defensive perspective. You can't lower the and use the crown of your helmet as a weapon to to absolutely lay out these running backs that already have a short lifespan in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But hey, Mister Running Back, you can't do it back to the defender either. Not supposed to. They made a rule. I knew this rule was going to go back. It's basically went back to where they started. Mm-hmm. It is going to be called subjectively. It, no, it's only no. It's not even being called subjectively. It's only being called on the defensive player if the defensive player lowers his head. But the second that a running back does it to him in the open field, where a where a much smaller uh, corner is trying to tackle a stockier power running back on in in the open field. 
and the he lowers his head straight down right there straight into the face mask that's causing concussions that's causing shoulder injuries that's causing neck neck injuries that specifically needs to start being called on the offense as well they can't and i you know this was the problem when they originally did it it was like you, a rusher doesn't even normally they don't run upright like that without getting they'll mm-hmm. get killed and i remember the first year they brought that that rule out it may have lasted two weeks where they were it, trying to call it. And I then, remember it. It really only lasted one week. Okay. See, I'm being generous. Because it, cause half of it, because they did it one week, it was called specifically offensive guys were getting hit with it hard. And they were like, God damn, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change the way that we run. Not going to have then any the running next week, But then the next week, it was literally like half of the calls started going back straight against the, yeah. the defense. And you're like, the hell am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And now, Dave. You're shocked they even call it at this point because, and like you said, from the offensive side, because I'm saying I understand why they're not calling it. What I don't understand is why they made the rule in the first place. A runner cannot run upright in the but NFL. What pisses me off is that you got a a a, a, a defensive player trying and launching to go make the play with no, his head up, true. doing everything that he can, and then the the running back lowers his head and he initiates the contact with the crown of his helmet. And then all of a sudden you see a flag come out. You're like, oh, they finally got him for it. That you got, you can't do that. And then they call it on the defense. It's like, I did everything that I could. The problem is they went a little bit too far. far. They, they went further than they needed to go when they wanted to try to over, overly define targeting. Mm-hmm. Leave it at targeting. You know what targeting looks like. Everything else, that's just football. That's incidental contact. That's why they have helmets because they don't hit. The helmets are going to clash with another person's helmet at some point. That is the yep. nature of the damn game. If not, take helmets away. There won't be any headshots because no one would have any reasons. You know what I'm saying? Outside of somebody jumped on a pile or something like that. Yeah. My point is, put the leather helmets back on. <laughs> I've never seen them days, but my point being is, I don't, I don't remember. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh my god, one of these old, old timey guys. Um, Bart Starr. Bart Starr. <laughs> uh, it came and went again. Did Luckman. Luckman. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Sid Luckmans and all this. Yeah, I'm just saying with the leather helmet. You don't watch them walking. I don't remember them getting carried off in the old black and white films with the with the projectors and they're getting carried off in concussion concussed and all this other stuff. Man, they were still playing concussed. That's what was happening back then. Were they? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No more than they playing. They've been playing like that in the nineties and the eighties and the two thousands, right? Like they're doing it now, you yeah. know. I mean I'm I'm pretty sure unless somebody had a concussion yesterday really, that was still playing. I was gonna say unless you really getting your bail rung, you know, you ain't coming out the game anyway. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, all right, I agree with you on that one. So things like that, I think they need to rework a few, quite a few of these rules to make things less subjective, make it more clear cut for these refs, and make it, it again making it easier on the refs to make the right call in real time quickly. But then also. Again, like I said, an anonymous Sky Judge, on-site Sky Judge, is going to work wonders for this because then they can also they they have final say. Sky Judge mm-hmm. gets final say with it. So you throw the flag if they want to step in, and you said, "Yeah, we're gonna call holding on this one. We're gonna have a quick conference, five seconds." Yep, I saw holding. Like they they can buzz down and they can just listen in to what the what the refs are discussing before they make the call. And then if they need to, they can just hit a button and say, "Hey." I'm looking at the play right now. No, that play against Chicago, uh, the 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 tight end the tight end box play. That no, it's on the edge. It's too close. That that's that's not a real no. And he didn't even make contact. We're not calling that. 
move on. That's a the touchdown. They couldn't even sit down on the field and review it. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That, that, that they would they would be able to say, nope, that's a touchdown. Just move on, or we're going on. Pick up the flag, and, and we'll go on the next one. And the reason why I think that the the anonymity the anonymity of the sky judge would be so beneficial is because then it takes the ego pressure off the refs that are on the field to be like, well, it's not that we have to back them on every call that they make. Mm-hmm. No, it's we're just trying to get the call right. We understand that you. Human human error is is a thing. You're not gonna get every call right, and that's perfectly fine. When it comes down to it, you just you're missing this little piece. You you thought you saw contact. It looked like there was contact on that, but beyond replay, clearly there wasn't contact. That's not that that's not the call we're gonna make. We're not gonna let that decide this game. Move on. Boom. Now, if you're gonna be if somebody's mad about it, the fan base is mad at it, about it. You're mad at the omniscient sky judge you're not mad at the the referees on the field right so that solves that issue right there and we can get very quick responses there you can get the correct call you can get make sure that everything is right and you can do it efficiently and quickly without slowing down the game last thing (laughs) when i think this is the most important thing to getting this right Mm mm-hmm there needs to be a full ref report on Tuesday morning every single week. A you for one, you keep the grading system so that uh the these referees and, and these different crews can get graded on how their performance was the week before, and that will determine who gets the Super Bowl and who gets the playoff games and all that stuff. Hmm. But then I want a, an expansive re- report that explains some of the, the calls that were kind of questionable in the game, get a get a specific clarifying correction on why this guy judge overturned this call and why he didn't overturn that one. Um, and then on top of that, um, I think there needs to be a fining system for refs. Hmm. And I have a perfect one. In the finding system is not for just it's for excessive bad calls that are not corrected by the sky judge, and it's for obvious no calls that were made because the sky judge again does not have the power to throw a flag on a play. He's just only only has the power to pick up the flags that are not that 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 are thrown that shouldn't have been thrown. Got it. So to stop the obvious no calls from happening, all of these refs have to be locked in. Because zero to five, we understand it. There's an 18-week season. You're going to miss some stuff. The first five, we'll let go. You're, you have that You mm-hmm. have that freedom. We, we understand you're going to make mistakes. And sometimes the sky judge is going to make mistakes, and he's going to miss some stuff. That's not on you. We'll, we'll move on. Six to 10, 5K after the season. You're fine. Hey, come on, dude. You gotta, you, we got to be better about this. 11 to 15. 10k we have to be making these calls correct we cannot be controlling the outcome of the game 16 to 19 15k mm. 20 plus 20k we cannot and, and that should once you get to the 16 and 19 and the 20 plus those are when it's 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 the fine and the suspensions mm. because we cannot have refs dictating the outcome of the game you are now you're a full-time ref you're getting paid more on top of this Mm -hmm. 
So we're, we're going to hold you accountable to do your damn job. We're going to compensate you for it, but you're going to do your damn job. I like it. Well, I hope you um, blog that to the NFLPA or something. <laughs> try to slide that under the radar and get somebody, make that, make that a talking point for somebody to, down there. Um, they need to do something. Um, that's a pretty elaborate. I said I came up with a full plan. With. <laughs> I I think this solves everything. It it makes sure that the game stays efficient. It makes sure that the game stays still stays under uh three hours and thirty minutes, even with overtime sometimes. And it makes sure that you get the calls correct. It makes sure that you hold the refs accountable, and it makes sure that the refs have an incentive to make the right call. And that they're not being admonished for no calls or bad calls because it can be corrected by an anonymous sky judge. Got it. Because, yes, again, I understand we're humans. You're going to make mistakes, but we also have to have we're humans. We should have the ability to correct our mistakes and, and get a second chance to make the right call. Right. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. I agree. NFL, I hope y'all are. Let game. me know what you guys think about it because I feel like this. There's there's no issues with this. Like, no, just I, come, I, come poke some holes in it. Please comment on this one. Um, definitely about these refs. Um, that's let's have a conversation seriously because <laughs> I, I, I I would like to further this conversation because this is not going anywhere anytime soon. So, and this is not unfortunately not going to be the last time we've seen this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's the last time we see it in Chicago. Uh, <sighs> and, and that, but I think everybody needs to be aware of this because. At some point, this is going to affect your team. Yeah. At some point, and might not be the bit. Be not. Might not be the bit. Be today. It might not be next week. It might not be until next year. But your team will be affected by bad ref performances. Got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah. Did we? I, with my whole soliloquy there, did we get a report on OBJ? 